0: Nine one one emergency, what are you reporting?
1: Hey everybody, welcome back to another great episode of We Speak Dispatch. We're speaking dispatch, we're talking to you. Hey, psst, you, we're talking right to you right now. So if you're listening to us, please tell some friends and say, hey, I was listening to this great uh, podcast and they they said, these guys sound great over there. I mean, some of us do, some of us don't. But anyway, so, <laughs> so today we're joined by our usual suspects. we got Joe over there. How's it going, Joe? Uh, amazing here today absolutely beautiful and you got your wyoming representation shirt i'm not sure what that's about but uh there you go so it's when i went to
0: grand teton national park i was in wyoming and absolutely loved it
1: man that's good that's good stuff and leslie down there in the bottom box down there leslie how's it going in your part of the world
2: excellent here on the west coast uh wyoming is is actually one of six states i haven't visited yet so uh, joe the next time you go uh, I want to tag along because you yes. have posted some amazing pictures. I want to be a part of that.
1: It, it does look beautiful. It does look very beautiful. I went there once and, uh, you know, it was neat. So um, <laughs> didn't really get out of the hotel. But anyway, so and our special guest today joining us is Roger. Roger, hello. Tell us hey, about how you yourself. Doing? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well,
3: I am Roger. I'm from uh, Middle Missouri, which is right in the middle of everything. So... <laughs> Right in the middle of heat, right at this moment. I think we're experiencing oh, 102 today. Oh but, my God, that's hot. <laughs> well. um, I have been uh, working with Missouri State Highway Patrol for the last uh, 21 plus years, which is a long time. Uh, most recently as their training coordinator, I'm the uh, only state training coordinator for Missouri. It sounds like really fancy. I'm the state training coordinator for communications, which sounds really fancy, but there's just one of me. It sounds great though. Wow. <laughs> it is. It's kind of a, it's kind of a dream job uh, for okay. me. Uh, I started in dispatch in uh, 2001 uh, in Papa Bluff, uh, fairly close to my hometown of 792 people down uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, The great state of Missouri. Uh, Worked there for a few years before coming up here. It just uh, happened to coincide that uh, I had spent 20 years in the Air Force. Before that, my first career in the Air Force. Oh, okay. I was just getting
1: ready to ask you, what did you do before dispatch, but you were in the military. Yeah, because
3: I'm too old to have just spent 20 years with the uh, Highway Patrol. (laughs) I
1: I didn't say that. I'm not saying that. that God's honest
3: truth. I spent 20 years in the Air Force. Uh, uh, My primary job was a tactical air command and control specialist, which is um, another fancy title. I uh, went out with the Army. I was Air Force, went out with the Army uh, on the ground and directed aircraft pilots into enemy positions. Really? Wow. Uh, friendly forces safe and to destroy enemy forces as best as we could. Wow. Uh, so, uh, that was my job for 20 years with the Air Force, but uh, it's a very small career field. There were only 250 of us worldwide at that time. So uh, we, a lot of, we filled a lot of hats, of course. Yeah. We did great. There were, uh, my first job was in Fort Bliss. There were 12 of us in the entire unit. <laughs> I was uh, supply. Uh, and I, I moved into the trainer position when I became an NCO there. And so. that's why you got a, you're got. you still doing training to this day. And that I'm still doing training today. So I spent uh, probably 17 years training in the Air Force and it just kind of Well, I, I
1: did see on your Facebook the other day that you. everybody was congratulating you on being the APCO International 2022 Trainer of the Year. Wow. Yeah. Look at you, fancy man. It's like, wow. Yeah. Wow.
2: We have a celebrity time. in our midst.
1: Yes,
3: my goodness. <laughs> yes. It was, uh, yeah, that's really great. I My, my boss uh, wrote the uh, submission, and I got the Missouri State Trainer of the Year. Wow. Uh, year, and it went on tap international, and I I got that as well. Not like I didn't do the work, but
1: uh, <laughs> writer. <laughs> what do you What do you I think was, uh, was the biggest? I'm sorry. Go ahead, Joe. Go ahead. No, go ahead.
0: Oh, I was just gonna say congratulations, but I will ask a question here. Uh, what is your Missouri's minimum qualifications to be a dispatcher? Every state kind of varies. You're the head mm-hmm. trainer in the state. So what's the minimum qualifications to be a dispatcher that they must complete uh, after being hired?
3: Uh, they have to complete 40 hours of basic mm-hmm. initial training uh, within the first year of hire. Uh, and then uh, we do 24 hours every three years. Uh, five. Oh, wow. so. Uh, that's what we're required by statute in, in the state of missouri right now okay
0: and does it matter if the 24 hours come in one year since it's a three-year deal it just doesn't matter as long as you get 24 in the three-year span
3: exactly right we um in the patrol we ordinarily get the 24 in the first year uh <laughs> but yeah. uh, you know you try to <laughs> it out eight years I, I when i do my training plan i create you know at least eight hours of um academic training usually uh, each year. We also follow that up with uh, a lot of hands-on, uh, technic- we have a lot of technical issues with patrol. Not mm-hmm. even- we have a lot of technical training with patrol. Uh, and
0: what's, what's one way you relate to everybody? Because in Missouri, it's kind of probably, well, a little bit similar to Iowa. You guys have a few more bigger cities than we do, but one of the things when a dispatcher goes to the 40-hour class in Iowa that is tough is we got very small agencies where it's one dispatcher, and other agencies where they have multiple different uh, coworkers in the same room working the same shift. So how does your material relate to no matter who it is?
3: That's a good question. Do you guys have one central core training program for everyone in the state of Iowa?
0: Yeah, they have to do the same thing, a 40 hour course within their first year.
3: Yes, we have the 40 hours, but uh, in the state of Missouri uh, by statute, we can set up an agent can set up their own 40 hours of training. Mm nationally recognized course. In fact, I'm writing uh, in the, in Missouri, we have what we call the Missouri Professional Training Partnership, uh, which I am the chair of, co-chair of at this time. Uh, and I'm writing a 40 hour course so that we can use it. Cause most of your naturally provided courses you can't use in a, uh, a Webex type environment. You can't teach them virtually. Uh, so I'm writing a course uh, for our review that we can uh, provide to everyone. And we try to make it Missouri centric. That's what I'm trying to do now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a very, very Missouri-specific course, what I'll say and what we have to do. Uh, and then each agency, when we go through, we will invite people from that region uh, to help train. So uh, we don't do like one centralized course uh, for the state. Uh, we're just hoping to provide regional training in all the various areas. So we get those venues, those jurisdictions, those specifics on each, uh, in each agency, basically. But you're the uh, you're the state police right we are the state police this the partnership is uh, we are the partnership is made up of Missouri APCO and Missouri Highway Patrol those are the two people that started it 15 years ago but do
1: you guys also train like the local agencies like not the state police but like the sheriff or somebody out there
3: I do on behalf of the partnership Wow Home yeah. courses, and I'm going to a little town called Chilllicothe uh, <laughs> We'll, I'm going to have nine students, and we're going to go through the 40-hour course with them. And uh, wow, I, we're moving into um, technical schools and criminal uh, law enforcement academies around the state, hoping to get uh, offering that uh, through for as a certification for people wow. either before or after they're hired. Cool. Let's go ahead. So, oh, I
2: had a question. <laughs> I raised my hand. I, it's I saw just, your hand you, go up and I'm like, yes, and I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I know that uh, if agencies are using protocols like priority right. dispatcher and, and that that's a separate course that everyone has to take in addition to in Ooh, the 40 hour. Really? And then is huh. there, um, you mentioned that these courses you're going to create something to where they can be presented in an online format. I know there's some different offerings in different states that have something that, uh, like in California, which is where I am, there are community colleges where you can go and a semester class and actually take, in California, it's 120 hours. uh, And you can take that course over a semester you know, as a, a night course or something like that, or even, you know, maybe online, one of our local community colleges has decided that that course, their dispatch academy is no longer going to be offered in person. It's only going to be wow, online, really? which, yeah. And, and part of me, and, and I will get to a point at you know, eventually is that, you know, here we are in a world where we are expecting these new employees to interact with people, yet a lot of our training is in a virtual environment. So I'm curious, have you seen challenges with the, the newer employees coming in that maybe don't have spent the last two and a half, three years in a pandemic mode where there's not that social interaction?
3: Actually, um, other than continuing education in Missouri, we have not done uh, virtual training mm. so the initial okay. class would be totally new for us um, and that is there are problems with virtual classes I mean we all know it as instructors uh, so I hope to get into the colleges as California is doing getting into the colleges and start providing it as a um, as a semester worth of work it's only 40 hours so it would be less class time uh, than a full semester course but I'm hoping to get in it as like an elective to uh, criminal law or other courses they can take to inspire people to realize there's more than just being a cop or there's more than just being on the on the beat. They can actually be communications personnel. So uh, my first job was to write, the first job I gave to myself <laughs> was to <laughs> write an introductory course to communications, what we do for a living. So I wrote basically a 30 to 40 minute block of uh, instructional, you know, this is what communications does. You know, this, these are the response, these are ethics, these are what we look at. Uh, just so we can give it to uh, college students in recruitment to kind of get people enticed into um, communications. Right. Uh,
1: I'm just curious why why are they why are you guys going virtual? Is it because of COVID still or it's
3: not because we're going virtual? It's be- well, not, it could be related to COVID. Uh, <laughs> the resources out there are, Isn't are so minimal. <laughs> Everybody's so short they can't send people. Mm, to- okay. I mean, our, tra- our continuing education training is completely free from the partnership. Oh, wow. Come, and so we offer it, but we are continuously saying people cannot come, even though it's free, it has no cost to them. And we're doing it in their hometowns or close to their hometown, within an hour of their hometowns. Um, they can't come because they don't have the bodies to come. They have to be on the come. Man, that's crazy. So uh, we're hoping that virtual could solve, sort of that part, solve part of that problem with continuing education. And yeah. my hope is that we could do some virtual. It's, virtual is better than getting nothing. Right. Uh, law says you have to do it within the first year, but um, really there's no hammer on that right now in the state of Missouri. Uh, so I'm hoping that we can provide it for those people that just cannot uh, leave the console. Uh, perhaps it's a virtual, co- virtual construct they can do on their own time, but be paid by their agencies. Mm. We hope. So uh, the cost thing is to get them certified before they actually get hired, perhaps. Oh, that'd uh, be something, wow. Let's to your hand
1: again. So go ahead. Yeah. And Joe's hand too. Wow. Joe, go ahead. Right. Yeah, Joe, you go. Because I've already had, I,
2: but I, I will follow up. So okay. you go,
0: Joe. Real simple one. Uh, just out of curiosity, because in Iowa, our law enforcement agency typically hosts four of the 40-hour classes a year. And I know you said you go around to different regions in Missouri, but how many times are you teaching that 40-hour in a given year?
3: Before COVID, we were teaching it about four to six times a year around the state. Uh, after COVID, it was like none for two years. Uh, we have been, since 2021, uh, we've been giving about three courses a year at this point. Uh, we are not the only source. Uh, the partnership is just one of the sources they can choose from. Uh, both Nina, APCO, Priority Dispatch, all the major uh, providers have online courses they can take Um, And also those people that get uh, EMD or other certification, fire certifications can get those online as well. Um, We've just found that um, the partnership could probably be helpful in doing this in-house and virtually uh, with the uh, colleges and uh, law enforcement academies around the state. Awesome.
2: Um, I have a question, and we've we've had a couple episodes over the course of, of We Speak Dispatch where we spend some time talking specifically about training for supervisors, managers, and directors, mm-hmm. and because that seems to be another big gap, uh, because we, we really have not, maybe as a profession, done the best at developing our tenured line level people to transition into supervision. And so have you found that there's particular courses or things that you want to provide that you see a need for in in your particular state or really in the profession as a whole?
3: As a whole, yes. And in in, in the state, what we do is with each course, we critique. And of course, we send out um, polls uh, to the region saying, what do you need? And supervisory skills often come in. Uh, And we do provide uh, in... um, Again, Chillicothe, that that was the last place I taught. So it keeps coming to my mind. (laughs) (laughs) It's such a good name. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's a cool name, right? We spent (laughs) two days on frontline stuff, which on the frontliners, I'm getting a lot of requests right now for basics because they haven't had basic training. Uh, So I'm getting a lot of requests for basic information. So we taught two days, two eight-hour courses on basic information. And then we spent, in the middle, we spent a whole day on supervisory skills roundtable to discuss hey what are supervisor problems that we're having what we see in magic management uh you know are, what problems are we having and then we went on to do some classes on stay interviews and, and those sort of things that could help supervisors to be better at their job and tie that into communications public safety communications uh, for them and so we do spend quite a bit of time we try to do each reason tries to do continuing education and again, we're still talking pre-COVID because we're still not quite in the seats as yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do, uh, the partnership also offers a virtual course through a, a very inexpensive platform uh, that we use. Um, that And we do try to do at least one supervisory-related or command leadership-related course um, every month as well. Because they do come up, people still want that. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. Well, and and like... So what classes do you specifically teach that you do? Well, I just taught, I have a three-hour active uh, shooter class that I teach oh, wow. okay. in high demand right now. Uh, in fact, I was just asked to do a virtual portion so they could show it to everyone. So I'm going to uh, tape myself <laughs> for a class. I'm doing it live in, uh, it's not Chillicothe this time, I'm going to Perryville. No, another cool thing. Perryville, Missouri in uh, few weeks and i'm going to teach a, a full day there and active shooter will be part of that uh but i teach customer service active shooter uh all the basic communications uh, you know listening skills all those things yeah. as well. um do you
1: guys ever teach anything
3: that, that has to do with like i mean because you guys have ferguson i mean where right.
1: all that was happening down there and the university where they're having all the protests stuff like that do you guys cover that in that basic 40 hour week training thing <sighs> haven't decided
3: yet because i haven't got it written mm-hmm. but I do have a two-hour block on de-escalation and the communication uh, professional's role in de-escalating an incident before the officer arrives on scene. Yeah, Things we can do and say to them to make it sure that they have a full understanding and a clear picture of what they're going into, which I stole directly from law enforcement's de-escalation here in Missouri Post, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which I stole why reinvent the wheel that's (laughs) right
1: (laughs) well hey roger we're so glad that you could join us today for this uh little episode man that that 20 minutes went quick another 20 (laughs) minutes right there so man these are going so quick today so we definitely appreciate you you coming back again we had to reschedule you because we had a little bit of a problem last time but we got you back so and we got to hear about your Apco's International 2022 Trainer of the Year. So, yeah, thank for the thanks big title.
3: Thanks a lot,
1: though. That's
3: awesome. <laughs> we'll it have to to so.
1: Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so, I will tell you that that we are this broadcast has has gone unbelievably big. Joe, tell us how big we have gone.
0: Oh, we are on every social media platform, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and we're now on TikTok. So make sure you go watch our videos, Roger. And we have almost 14,000 plays in 35 different countries. So we are reaching a lot of emergency dispatchers across the world. And thanks to everybody for listening to us.
1: Yeah, that is so great. We get so many great people from all over the world. We had that guy from Saudi Arabia and Ireland and Canada and Missouri and... (laughs) same kind of thing you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, Crazy. anyway so thanks for joining us roger thanks to, the, Thank to joe and, and leslie for that and everybody go out and make it a great day and tell some friends about our little broadcast here and i guarantee they'll have a good time with it so ne- until next time go make it a great day thanks for coming
2: hi this is courtney and you've been listening to another great episode of we speak dispatch proudly sponsored by our friends at zydex